You're listening to an Airwave Media Podcast. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Recorded in Chicago, Illinois, with your hosts, Ken, Matt, Neil, and Jeff, this is Triviality. The cream of the crop! Hey everybody, welcome to Triviality, the show where lack of seriousness meets a little bit of knowledge. My name's Ken. I'm not really going to be the host today, but I'll go around and introduce everybody. So uh, today in the studio, we have Jeff and Neil, as usual. Hey guys, uh, how's it going, Jeff? Pretty good. How are you doing today, Neil? Good. We had some donuts in the studio from uh, from Stans, our new sponsor. Uh, if you actually do listen, please sponsor us. Um, <laughs> we ate them all, though, and now Matt is making a donut run, so he's not here. Yeah, he's making a donut run. We actually sent him to the Stans all the way in the loop, um, so it's going to take him, I don't know, 45 minutes or so. Yeah, so he won't be on this episode. He will not. Maybe on the next one. Uh, in the studio, as a host, we have Sarah Reed. How are you doing today? Good. How are you? Great. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about your background? Um, I live outside of Cincinnati in northern Kentucky, and i um, been playing trivia on and off for a while. Um, my sister and her husband got into it first, and then they added me to the team. We did pub trivia, and then um, her husband, Chris, started hosting, so we did we went trivia every single week. Um, and now we don't really play that much anymore because she moved away from me. <laughs> But oh, no, that's so sad. <laughs> I um, work part-time in a really boring job, so I like to write trivia questions. And, so. and suffice to say, you're passionate for television because you've written us an all-television round yes, today. Yes, yes. I love to watch TV. I watch probably too much TV. Great. Well, we're, we're really looking forward to that, and thank you for gracing our studio with your presence yeah. on your trip. Yeah. Yeah, we really appreciate it. Um, they, they came bearing gifts. It was uh, really sweet. And a little taste of Cincinnati somewhere else, so... Jeff will not be eating them because they're very crunchy, and we already learned that with the beef jerky. <laughs> so we're going to have uh, Jeff and Neil team up today, so uh, I needed to call on some reinforcements because yeah. I'm not so great at television stuff. Yeah, you uh, you turned on your, your bat signal. I turned on the bat signal, and Mike Cameron answered us. How are you doing today, Mike? I'm fine, guys. How are you doing? Good. Welcome to the show. Uh, glad to be here. Yeah, um, I know we've been uh, talking for quite a while, and we met you in Boston, but why don't you tell our listeners a little something about yourself? Um, well, uh, I'm from a small town just outside of Charlotte called Marshfield, North Carolina. Um, been playing trivia now for about 10 years, maybe a little bit more. Um, just uh, something I kind of stumbled into and enjoyed and um been been playing with several guys off and on throughout the years and 
got a real good team going now. I know a couple of them have been on. Uh, Dan Lundenberg and uh, Jefferson Garrison have have both been on before. So I'm I'm glad I could finally make it on and uh, play with you guys. I'm I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah, welcome to the show. And uh, since you're my teammate today, I understand that uh, your hometown is also the hometown of uh, Randy Travis. Uh, yes, Randy Travis, uh, as the sign will tell you as you drive into <laughs> Marshville, is the home of Randy Travis, country music superstar. So I, I think our team name should be Randy and the Travises. <laughs> sure, why not? Let's do that. And you'll be Team Triviality. I guess we're just Team Triviality. It, it's it's fun that we get to use our own name of something we created, but then it's also a little boring. because I, I, think, was there a, uh, I feel like there was a Randy Travis parody on Hey Arnold when we were a kid, and his name was Travis Randall. Okay, we I can like do that. It. That's oh, so okay. confusing. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just be triviality. That's fine. Just stick to what you know. All Which right. is not a lot. Let's, uh, let's chuck it over to the rules guy for the rules. The rules of the game are simple. 20 questions split into two rounds worth 10 points apiece. At halftime, there'll be a special swing round designed by this week's host. After regulation, players will enter the final round with the points that they've accumulated and will have a chance to wager 0 to 30 points on five categorized questions. At the end of the game, someone will be named the cream of the crop. But the cream will rise to the top. Oh, yeah. So since all the uh, formality is out of the way, let's throw it back over to Sarah to start the game. Whenever right. you're ready. All right. Um, so I do have a preface for my game. Um, all the television series in this quiz are shows from the 1980s to now. And they're all shows that you can or could watch on American television or a streaming service, i.e. British shows, can be seen on BBC America. Round one. Question one. The Netflix show Stranger Things has deep ties to Dungeons & Dragons. What do the kids in the show call the monster who escaped the Hawkins National Laboratory? You good? Yeah. Okay. Jeff and I are in, so you and Mike can talk. Yeah, uh, Mike, I'm pretty sure this is the Demi-Goron. Is that right? Demi-Gorgon. Demi-Gorgon. Yes. So Gorgon, I was close. Yes. I said Goron, which is from Zelda. So that, so Demi Gorgon. That's correct. A hundred percent. Okay. We're in. All right. We went with Demi Gorgon as well. All right. And the answer is Demi Gorgon. Nice. I'm team Dustin on that show. I love Dustin. <laughs> Off to a good start. <laughs> He's my favorite. I love him. All right. Uh, question two. In season six of The Office, Dunder Mifflin is bought out by the Sabre a.k.a. Sabre, printer company. Who plays Joe Bennett, the CEO of Sabre? Luckily, I have Jeff on my team because I have not seen like past the first or second season of The Office. Oh, no. I just watched all of Parks and Rec, though. So, so Mike, I'm pretty sure on this one. Um, do you mind if I lock in? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. I, it, yeah, I mean, just if you're certain, I'm certain, too. So uh, Okay, we're go good. Ahead. We're good. Okay, so what are your? Who do you think it is? Well, uh, I think you'd probably remember her from her role in Fried Green Tomatoes. Okay, does that help you at all? A little bit. Uh, what else? <laughs> from Misery. It could be. Okay, you probably don't know what that is. I it, don't. Is, so you wrote Kathy Bates? Is yeah, that who it is? Yeah, it's Kathy. Bates. Okay, if you think that, okay, you would know better than I would. So we're we're gonna lock in with Kathy Bates. Okay. And we are also in with Kathy Bates. Awesome. And the answer is Kathy Bates. The reference in the question, by the way, they they do a. Um, Party in the USA by Miley Cyrus parody uh, with Dunder Mifflin and Sabre. 
not knowing how to actually say the name of the, sh- the, the company that took them over. So uh, it's pretty great. And uh, oh, coincidentally, the loser of this game will be strapped to a bed. <laughs> I don't know that reference, but I, uh, misery, man. Oh, oh right. <laughs> oh. I didn't know we went back to misery. <laughs> Keep right. up, Neil. Keep up. All right. Question three. In Parks and Recreation, how many people or many people assume that Tom Haverford is not from the United States? Where is he from? You good, Neil? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're locked in. So, Mike, um, I feel like it's one of the Carolinas, but I can't really be sure. It's like he always just yeah. shouts about a U.S. state, and I think it's a yeah. southern state, too. Yeah, it, it is. Um, it's actually um, his, his actual hometown is not far from me because uh, I'm right on the South Carolina line. Okay. It's from He's from Bennettsville, South Carolina. Okay. That's what we're going with, South Carolina. Uh, we also went with South Carolina. Yeah, we agree. The uh, the character and the actor uh, share the same home state. Nice. And the answer is South Carolina. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I, I was going to do an impression, <laughs> and then I, I pulled back halfway through. Come on, Neil. You got to go for it. <laughs> we got 10 points. Yeah. Jessica gets mad at me because I always say little puppy. I'm a like, little, little, little puppy. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is when he goes, I got a little rumble in my tummy. <laughs> All right. Anyway, question four. Everyone's favorite TV psychiatrist, or at least mine, Fraser Crane, moved from Boston back to Seattle to start a private practice, but ends up working for what radio station? So, so Mike, I don't, I don't know on this one. Uh, do you want to lock in? Are, are you aware of this? Um. I have the call sign in my mind. I'm not sure if it's right or not. I, I have absolutely uh, no idea. So whatever you think, I'm happy to go with. Okay. All right, cool. <laughs> well, we're locked in. Uh, so I wrote down NPR, W, question mark, question mark, question mark. So close. And scrambled eggs. Why, why did you go W? I don't know. It's because a lot of radio stations have W. I think I think basically the eastern half of the United States goes W and the western half goes K. Oh, that's good to know. But I, it wouldn't help us probably finish the answer. Um, you want to just go uh, scrambled eggs? Sure, why not? Okay. All right, we're going to go scrambled eggs. <laughs> and what else? Uh, what is it? Uh, Toss salad. Toss salad, that's right. Yep. Toss salad and scrambled eggs. All right, Mike, let's have our answer. Okay, well, as... You know, you noted it is a K for the Western half. Um, and the, the letters K-C-A-L jumped out at me. I don't know if they're all right. I think K-C is at least right. I'm not sure about the A-L. Um, so I wrote down K-C-A-L as in K-Cal. All right. Well, you were very, very close. <laughs> No. The answer is K A C L. Ooh. <laughs> no. So so close. The right letters in the wrong order. You were thinking about those kilocalories. <laughs> so the the reason that I know about the um, W K distinction is because um, because of Andrew. No, oh. not because of Andrew W K. Uh, is that film theorists did an episode about uh, they're trying to figure out which state the Simpsons are in, mm-hmm. and their first step to eliminating half of them was the local radio station starts with K, so they were able to rule out half of the states. Ooh. So interesting. All right, 
so we actually do have a listener submitted question Ooh. for number five. Um, this is from my lovely sidekick, my sister Jessica. Um, her question was... Thank you, Jessica, wherever you are. Yeah, wherever you may be, <laughs> in our hearts. Long before Justin Timberlake was a member of NSYNC and a successful solo artist, he starred in the Mickey Mouse Club. Name three celebrities who were fellow mus- Mouseketeers. I feel like we're, we're good to lock in. Neil, does that, does that yeah. sound about right? Yeah. Okay. Neil may worship at the altar of JT. This just just so people know. It's a love we share. <laughs> yeah. How unrequited is yours though, Neil? How un- um, I mean, you write him all these letters. He hasn't Neil. told me to stop yet. <laughs> but he also has not responded. Right. So it, it's a good middle ground to be in. Come on, JT. Are you in? You said name two or three? Three. 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 Okay. Yeah, we're in. All right. So they're in. Um, I know. I think Ryan Gosling is one of them. Yeah, that's. I have him written down. I have Britney Spears mm-hmm. written down. And was Christina Aguilera one as well? That was actually the third one that I was thinking. Okay. Well, those are the three that I have as well. Okay. We're in with Ryan Gosling, Britney Spears, and Christina Aguilera. Uh, yeah, we locked in with those three as well, but JC was also on it with him at one point. So not that it matters, but JC shows a... All right. The answers are... J.C. Chazé, Ryan Gosling, Christina Aguilera, Britney Spears, and Carrie Russell. Carrie Russell. Oh, and uh, the dude who won or almost won The Voice was on yeah. it with them. Tony or... Tony Luca. Tony Luca, yeah. 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 That was an interesting episode of The Voice when uh, Christina didn't know who he was. Did very, you yeah. see that? It was hilarious. It was very she awkward. was like, I'm supposed to know you? And she had no idea. Yeah. It was great. Uh <laughs> How would you feel to be one of the the lesser ones yeah. next to these superstars? I will, and then he had to go on The Voice, and he was like yeah. kind of a successful like studio musician. But then yeah, he gets completely just looked over by his former castmate. Yeah, that'd be like us, you know, getting big. We we uh, you know I form a boy band, I become famous as a boy band member, and then I'm on a show about trivia podcasts, and Jeff's like, "Hey Neil," and I'm like, "Who are you?" That'd be terrible. <laughs> that would never happen. I would never forget Jeff's beard. Question six. In the show Cheers, Norm Peterson comes in every day and has a beer at the corner of the famous bar. What is the name of Norm's wife, who is only talked about until the last season of the show? I've got no read on this one, Mike, so whatever you think, I'm happy to lock oh, in. I'm, yeah, yeah, we're good. I'm locked in. All right, we're in. I, I have seen some Cheers episodes a long time ago when they were still kind of on TV. Yeah, I never, I, I maybe when I was younger I saw a bunch, but I, it's not a show that I've gone back and... Yeah, but Catalog. I mean, the, the rerun cycles for shows now are mostly like, you know, Seinfeld and Friends, so I don't see a lot. <laughs> I guess Friends is mostly on Netflix. That's where I see it a lot, but I, I don't I don't remember. Um, so you just want to go with that kind of generic name? Sure, why not? Right, we're just going to go with generic American name, Carol. <laughs> okay. Walked in with Carol. Go ahead, Mike. Um, her name, and I believe, although she was never seen, I believe she may have been voiced off screen by uh, George Rent's real life wife, <laughs> uh, Bernadette Briquette, I think is her name. And her name on the show was Vera. Ooh. All right. And the answer is Vera. Ooh. That's going to be our downfall is some of the older shows that I don't know anything about. You need to go back and watch it. It's I so know. good. I'm also, like halfway through it. Also the name of uh, Jane Cobb's gun in Firefly. All right. Question seven. On Game of Thrones, the Red Wedding is known as one of the most shocking scenes. Who is responsible for the Red Wedding and therefore finds themselves 
on Arya Stark's kill list. I, I don't know his actual name, but that's his Harry Potter name. <laughs> it's okay that you said that because we're we're in. All right, uh, go team Triviality. I just want to say, poor Charlie Chaplin's da- uh, granddaughter. <laughs> yeah, right. Una. Yes. Yeah, it is Una Chaplin. Uh, Mike, you want to go ahead and answer? Oh yeah, we have Mike go. Oh, it was uh, Walter Frey. Yeah, Walter Frey. We agree. Uh, Lord of the Twins, Lord Walter Frey. Nice. And the answer is Walter Frey. Though, though it could be argued that several people were responsible for that. Yeah. But I guess he takes the blame. Well, he he masterminded it. Well, and Ruse, Ruse Bolton helped to secure yeah. kind of the, the defenses there. So Pretty much everyone we hate on that show. Okay, not going to lie. I've never watched the show. <laughs> but I know a lot about it from other people There were a lot of spoilers in that question that watch for somebody it. who hasn't seen it. Is Jessica <laughs> a big fan of Game of Thrones? She is, actually. Yeah, it's, her husband. Yeah. It's kind of amazing. I wish she was here right now so we could talk to her personally. I know. Man, she could tell us all about it. It's all almost right. like she's here with us. No. <laughs> yeah. Feel. In spirit. Yeah. yeah. All right. Question eight. The first episode of the popular British series, Sherlock, was named A Study in Pink and is based off of Sir Arthur Conan Doyle's story named A Study in What Color? Okay, Mike's I'm giving good. me the thumbs up, so we are in. I love Sherlock. I'm trying to think now. Um, I have another title on my head, like something in Belgrade or Belgravia. Um, That's a different book. Yeah. yeah. A Study in... Uh, names, it's, very, it's an odd color. I just, I can't... What's another name for pink? Like, not fuchsia or... No. Chartreuse. Well, let's just... Would you say chartreuse? Sure. Yeah, let's just go Why not? That. You missed it the last time when the answer was chartreuse, so you might as well. Yeah. Go I want to say it's a, it might be a study in rouge, but I, I, let's Ooh, just go chartreuse. Be. That's fine. Okay, we're in. Okay. We're, they're in. And Mike, did you want to give our answer? Uh, yeah, it's actually somewhat alliterative because it was a study in scarlet. And the answer is a study in scarlet. Yeah. Well, see the rouge. I, I got the red in my head. And I just couldn't pull. Have you guys not read Sherlock Holmes? No. I, I have I've read a done. bunch of it. He's actually right there peeking out on the top. Uh, gotta but do it. It's I know. So good. He's great. I love Arthur Conan Doyle. Sir Arthur Conan Doyle. Sir, yeah. please be respectful. Come on. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, question nine. First appearing in season one of Friends, and makes an appearance in just about every season after. Who is the on and off love interest of Chandler who coined the famous quote, Oh my God. I'm good on this. I think, I think that's right. I'm not even a friend's like super fan, but I think that's right. I'm a big Seinfeld guy. We're so in. you're in. We're in. I'm in too. Uh, we are going to go with Janice. Ooh. Okay. We, all, uh, we went with Janet. That was my bad. Uh, oh <laughs> no. <laughs> Why did yeah. I let you lock in? The answer is Janice. All right. Question 10. Bill Nye the Science Guy was a contestant on season 17 of what show in 2013? Oh, yeah. That's got to be it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We're in. So actually, uh, Mike, I'm not too sure on this one. Do you have an inkling? Uh, Jeopardy? Is that too old? Mm. Now, when Jeopardy came back, it was in the 80s. So, yeah, maybe. Let's, Let's go with Jeopardy. Yeah, I think Jeopardy's our, our, our best answer at this point, because uh, I'm just drawing a blank all around. All right, we're in with Jeopardy. Neil apparently wants me to answer as he's shoving his mouth full of donut at the moment. Um, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, he was a, a somewhat successful contestant on Dancing with the Stars. Oh, yeah, that's right. 17? They did like two a year. 
but in 2013, they already hit 17. Yep. Yeah. The answer is Dancing oh with the God. Stars. Oh, wow. Okay. And he was eliminated because of an injury in week three. Oh, man. Oh, he should have done an episode. I about actually remember that. Too. How that injury happened. Yeah. I can't believe how many seasons of that they plowed through. It's still on, right? Oh, yeah. God. Tanya Harding's like a, on right now. It's like The Voice in American Idol. <laughs> they do a million seasons Ugh. of those shows, too. I love that they had that big sending off party for American Idol that it was over. And then oh, yeah. ABC's like, we'll buy it and we'll, we'll air it. <laughs> Just taking other stations' refuse. Well, yeah. actually, uh, ABC likes to make its own refuse because they took a very successful show and Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Then they put it on a few nights a week. Then nobody wanted to watch it. So now they run it every day at noon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So at the end of round one, we're at 80. Where are you guys? We're at 60. And that's my bad for the Janice. We could have been at 70. Oh, my God. That's man. all right. <laughs> All right, are you guys ready for the swing round? Yes, ma'am. Let's do it. All right, um, I have a list of the top 10 most popular TV shows as determined by IMDb users. I'll give you the tagline or description, and you give me the name of the show. Now, this is most popular as opposed to highest rated? Yes. Okay. Um, All the shows are between 2005 and 2018. And this is going to be 10 questions for five points apiece? Yeah. Let's right. take it away. Um, number one, fight the dead, fear the living. Number two, a revival sitcom which centers on the everyday life of an American working class family. Number three, operations, relations, complications. Number four, flesh squeezed. Number five, an age of wonder and terror will soon be upon us. Number six, the crew of a Royal Naval expedition searching for the Arctic's treacherous Northwest Passage discovers instead a monstrous predator. Number seven, the untold story of Superman's grandfather. Number eight, how far will she go to protect her country? Number nine, these violent delights have violent ends. Number 10, Brothers follow their father's footsteps as hunters fighting monsters, demons, and gods that roam the earth. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. On our show, we help listeners like you make the most of your finances. I sit down with NerdWallet's team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— We answer your real-world money questions and break down the latest personal finance news. The Nerds will give you the clarity you need by cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. We don't promote get-rich-quick schemes or hype unrealistic side hustles. Instead, we offer practical knowledge that you can apply in your everyday life. You'll learn about strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. And you'll walk away with the confidence you need to ensure that your money is always working as hard as you are. So turn to the nerds to answer your real-world money questions and get insights that can help you make the smartest financial decisions for your life. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to From Beneath the Hollywood Sign. If you love old movies, Hollywood history, or the golden age of filmmaking, you've come to the right place. This is the podcast that talks about amazing stories of Tinseltown from another era and fascinating conversations with writer-producer Steve Kubine and actress-writer Nan McNamara. One particular argument, he ended up dislocating Ava's jaw 
A though she was such a tough cookie. Rather than cry or scream or anything like that, she well, or she, call the police or call the police like <laughs> she should have. Exactly. What does she do? She takes an ashtray and she knocks him over the head and knocks him unconscious. That's how she fought back. She didn't know what to do, so she called Louis B. Mayer. I think I've killed Howard Hughes. What do I do? Revisit a time when the pictures were still big and everyone was ready for their close-up. When you want Tyrone Power instead of Tom Hardy, Jennifer Jones instead of Jennifer Lawrence, or Robert Mitchum rather than Robert Pattinson, then from beneath the Hollywood sign is the gin joint for you. All right, so uh, Jeff and Neil have left the studio, and now we're going to discuss a little bit what we think the answers are. Um, so, Mike, I had one as Walking Dead, I think. That's maybe, what I have. Maybe two as Modern Family. Does that sound right? Um, or did he, you have something She said else? Revival, so I think it's Roseanne. Okay. Which was just recently revived. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm good with that. Did you have anything for Flesh Squeezed? Flesh squeezed and no, I am racking my brain on that, and I'm not. An age of wonder and terror is upon us, or whatever that was. Yeah, I mean, Game of Thrones. I don't think that's that's it. I think Game of Thrones is number nine. The violent delights have violent. No, 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 no. That is Westworld. One hundred percent. That is Westworld. Yes. Okay. So do you think flesh squeezed would be more of a a sexual like metaphor or like a violent like horror sort of metaphor? Uh, oh, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Um Santa Clarita diet. Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes yes, sense. Yes. Yes, cuz I'm trying to think of something that's like like you said like a twist um and and that is definitely you know, like a like a humorous twist yeah. on there. So, I think we're wrong on on this number five. But Game of Thrones has to be on this list, right? I mean, it's got to be. Yeah. All right, let's let's lock in with what we got. All right, so everybody is locked in and back in the studio. Uh, before we get to the answers, can you tell us a little bit about your uh, business? Oh, sure. Um, my sister and I are wedding photographers. Uh, this month, we're actually celebrating 10 years of business. Congrats. congrats. Thank you. Wish Jessica was here. We could tell her congrats, too. I know. Man, wish she was here. I think I heard a little pitter-patter of laughter in the background there. We um, have been doing mostly weddings. We've done some other, but we are here in Chicago for an engagement session. And Jeff and I wanted to keep it private, but it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's out now. Um I'm glad yeah. Colleen is on board with this. So um, if you want to look us up, you can hit us up on Instagram at Jessica and Sarah Weddings, or you can check out our website is JessicaAndSarahWeddings.com or find us on Facebook. Awesome. Jessica and Sarah Weddings. Yeah. All right. So let's get to the answers. All right. Um, so number one was Fight wait, wait. the Dead and Fear the Living. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and uh, we had Walking Dead. So did we. So did we. And the answer is The Walking Dead. If it was like Fear the Walking Dead, I was going to just get up and walk out. <laughs> that was the first one. That was, it was like, I don't know. The taglines are crazy. All right. Um, number two, a revival sitcom which centers on the everyday life of an American working class family. Um, we actually 
we, we threw out uh, Modern Family, but since it's a revival, we decided to go with Roseanne, which just uh, was brought back after 20 years. Yeah, Jeff originally had said the middle, and then when I said, well, a revival would mean that it's a reboot or a remake, and he's like, oh, Roseanne, so we went with Roseanne. And the answer is Roseanne. All right, number three was Operations, Relations, and Complications. So I immediately felt that this should be um, kind of a, a medical romance drama sort of thing. So uh, the show that fits that category best is Grey's Anatomy, in my opinion. I, I think we're inclined to agree with you on that one. Grey's Anatomy. And the answer is Grey's Anatomy. Pretty good so far. Yeah. All right, number four, Flesh Squeezed. This one, I think, gave us our hardest run. Um, we were just bandying about, just, you know, we were kind of stuck, and uh, we kind of settled on Dexter, but then uh, at the last second, uh, considering all these are fairly recent shows, uh, I remembered, because uh, I just finished watching season two, and I loved it, it was hilarious, uh, The Santa Clarita Diet. Mm-hmm. We were, we were thinking it was a little bit older. Um, I know a lot of people have an affinity for this show, and we said True Blood. All right. The answer is Santa Clarita yeah. Diet. True Blood is a great Woo. guess for that, though. Yeah, because their taglines yeah, were always super really short. Yeah. You guys were all around it, and I was I was a little scared there for a minute. Yeah, I should have thought newer. <laughs> well, no, if I think that the thing was, too, we were talking about this during the break, which is a lot of these shows are user-generated. Like So the fact that Roseanne's up there right now and it just came back, uh, we yeah, we probably could have thought some newer shows, but... It's all right. Yeah, I didn't know it was that popular, but... All right, number five. An age of wonder and terror will soon be upon us. Yeah, so this one, we, we just felt like Game of Thrones had to be on this list somewhere, so we, we went with Game of Thrones, but I think that tagline's too, like, cheesy for Game of Thrones, but that's what we went with. We'll see what uh, IMDb has to say. Yeah, we weren't... We, we were between uh, Once Upon a Time and uh, a little bit of... Uh, what was the other one we said? Oh, uh, Black Mirror. But we went with Once Upon a Time for no reason. All right. The answer is Game of Thrones. Ooh. Really? <laughs> Ooh. Whoever wrote that tagline should be fired. Yeah. <laughs> we agree. It's really bad. Okay. Um, number six. The crew of a Royal Naval Expedition searching for the Arctic's treacherous Northwest Passage discovers instead a monstrous predator. So this one was all Mike, so I'll let Mike take it away. Well, um, it I haven't actually seen the show, but I have seen descriptions of it. Um, I have it in my queue to watch, um, and it just premiered. It's only like four or five episodes in, I think, and it airs on TNT, and it's called The Terror. Oh, that's like brand new, isn't it? Yeah, like I said, it's only four or five episodes in. What's What's weird is it had like a kind of falling skies type tagline sound to me. So mm-hmm. I should have thought about that, but I, I I don't know anything about the terror. But yeah, Jeff went uh, of this historical uh, show where they try to find a beast and defeat it uh, called the Crown. <laughs> <laughs> um, the answer is the terror. In that one, the beast lies within. All right, uh, number seven, the untold story of Superman's grandfather. Yeah, here's another one that just kind of started out, and I was kind of surprised it being on the list, but uh, we went with Krypton. Yeah, so same same reason. We, we were like, there's no way Krypton is brand new that's on this list, but then we said, let's just go for it, so we went with Krypton. What else could it be? The answer is Krypton. How far will she go to protect her country? 
Yeah, we were kind of uh, shuffling around this one as well. Um, Mike said Homeland. I said The Crown. Uh, after a little discussion and the way that the list was going, we went with Rain, which is kind of a kind of rip-off Game of Thrones CW show. Mm. Um, yeah, so we were between Homeland and Jeff said because a lot of shows on CBS are super popular, uh, he went with Madam Secretary, but we just went with Homeland, but now seeing the other ones on the list, we're not too sure. So you guys locked in with Homeland. 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 The answer is Homeland. Oh, thank goodness. Well, good job, guys. <laughs> uh, good job. She right. really will do anything. That show is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. It's really good. There's a reason Claire Danes won like three um, best actresses in a row. So, all right, number nine. These violent delights, but have she won't violent do that. Ends. She'll do anything, but she won't do that. That's right. Um, these violent delights have violent ends. Uh, Mike clued me in here. I thought this one was the Game of Thrones one, but he said Westworld 100%. Yeah, it's a direct quote from Westworld. And the answer is Westworld. Number 10. Um, brothers follow their father's footsteps as hunters. Fighting monsters, demons, and gods that roam the earth. This is uh, the show that's in its 50th and final season now. Uh, Supernatural. (laughs) It is Supernatural. Yep. The answer is Supernatural. Or as I like to call it, X-Files Jr. (laughs) (laughs) That is actually a very good description of that show. I love that show. Uh, Up until season five, it's like perfect if you just end it after season five, but then they just kept going. That's just my take. If All you right. want to, if you want another quick take, I gotta say that my the best part of Westworld is the music, because <laughs> they do like um, all the arrangements, old timey piano arrangements of like contemporary songs. So they oh, have kind of like Bioshock Infinite. Yeah, except they have licensure for like Nirvana songs and things like that. Mm. So <laughs> yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> like big money. So it's good stuff. All right. So at the end of the swing round, we have increased our score by 45 points and bring bring Randy and the Travises to 125. And Team Triviality had uh, 95 after the swing round. Question one. Ian Hunter performed the theme song for what TV show based at a department store in Ohio? I keep thinking of that radio show that's in Ohio, but it's W uh, W something Cincinnati, Cincinnati right? Uh, K. <laughs> K, yeah, right. Okay. Um, WKRP in Cincinnati. Yeah, Mike, do you know this one? Yeah, uh, a department store in, in Ohio just screams one answer to me. So okay, uh, yeah. I mean, Ooh. I'm 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 good with locking in if if you trust me. I do. We'll lock it. Oh, all right. Well, they're locked in. What is it? Yeah, it's the Drew Carey show. I was gonna say Drew Carey, but oh, I always think of yeah. You're right. You're right. Because Craig F- Ferguson. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was thinking Drew Carey immediately, and then I was like, "I was like, no, no, it's it's about Cleveland and baseball." And I was like, "No, it's the intro." So, so that that was where my head was at. Okay, yeah. we're gonna lock in. I with forgot, Drew Carey I show. forgot that he worked at a department store because he worked in the the like clerical section, right? right? Okay, right. Uh, Mike, did you say the same? Yeah, I said the same. Uh, I'm assuming that he wrote Cleveland Rocks. So yeah, that, and and that be. That was the third and you know final uh, theme song that they used for the uh, Drew Carey show. It could be the is it the guy who did Moon Over Parma? Could be because I can't remember any of the guys from the Presidents of the United States, but I'm pretty sure this is the Drew Carey show, regardless. But so two Drew Carey shows. All right, the answer is the Drew Carey show. Um, fun fact: so this song was played every Friday at 6 p.m. on a Cleveland radio station. 
sure that didn't get annoying. Yeah, no, not at all. <laughs> wow. And it's always played at all the sports games. And, so it must yeah. be Cleveland Rocks. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it does. It's pretty awesome. All right, uh, question two. In The Simpsons, what are the names of Ned Flanders' two children? Oh. Yeah, we're good. Yeah. I have no idea. This is all you, man. This is all, yeah, I've seen. Because we're watching, or we're writing a uh, live Simpsons trivia game uh, uh, with our friend Jason from Liquid uh, Courage Entertainment. That should be this week. I guess it is this week. So so by the time you guys hear this, it would have uh, happened already, but maybe we'll post some of those questions. But anyway, I don't watch The Simpsons. This is not a live show, Jeff. It's true. So this is all you, man. I don't watch The Simpsons, so. I don't don't remember. Um, (sighs) I know his wife is Maude, but. Is it like Ned Jr. or something? I mean, I've seen seasons one through eight once on a binge on like a weekend. So what does he say? Like hibbly diddly or something. <laughs> I forget what he says. Dirtily dirtily. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Oakley dokely. Oakley dokely. Yeah. I, I don't know. I really don't. All right. Um, we're just going to lock in with uh, Santa's little helper and snowball. There you go. <laughs> All right. And we will lock in with Rod and Todd. And the answer is Rod and Todd. Which we assume is short for Rodney and Todney. <laughs> it's, it's Roderick and Todrick. Sounds great. <laughs> All right. Question three. The series Arrow was released on the CW in 2012 and has had three television spinoffs. The first being The Flash and another is in the animated series Vixen. What other show is in the Arrowverse, as it is called? We're locked in. Yep. Um, is that the show, what's it called? Heroes of Tomorrow or something like that? It's called DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Legends of Tomorrow. Okay. DC's Legends of Tomorrow. We went with the same. And the answer is DC's Legends of Tomorrow. Question four. In the league, what is the name of the trophy that is awarded to the fantasy football champion and is named for their high school valedictorian to whom Kevin lost his virginity in Pete's mother's car while listening to Aerosmith. And I have a question for bonus points. Um, we'll say two bonus points. Sounds good. If you can name the trophy that is awarded to the loser of their bowl game. Called that. Um, Any clues that I can help you out with here? No. I haven't seen the show. You'd have to know the name. You've um, not seen the show? Mm-mm. Oh man! And I love all the people in it. It was pretty so good. good. I didn't like the last couple seasons, but it's always sunny for people who like football. Basically, so not for me. But. The only episode I've actually no, I've seen one episode. I saw the one with the uh, the Cutlet J- Jay Cutler's kid. Oh my god! It got even better once I actually started playing fantasy football, <laughs> and I appreciate it even more. Jeff has gone to our our clear glass board, uh, a la a beautiful mind. He's writing with marker and different equations, trying to figure out the name of this trophy. I mean, I can lock in if that'll help you. Oh, if you if you if you know it, sure. With yeah. b- with yeah. both the uh... with both, yes. Okay, so the the trophy for the loser is called the Sacco. Um, there's like a big pair of bull testicles. Mm-hmm. That's the trophy. That one's pretty obvious. Um, the other one is it. So it's named after like an Indian woman who appears in the show. Like, I'm trying to remember the last name. It's like Kashmir Kamari Krom or something like that, and uh-huh. they shout it all the time. But I'm just not getting there. I'm not going to sit here all day. That's fine. I'd eventually get to well, it. Let's just go for the bonus. We'll go for the bonus. That's fine. Okay. All right. So Jeff could not pull the 
first name of the winning trophy, but we, we have an answer for the bonus question, which, Jeff, you said is what? The Sacco. Sacco. So that's our, our only official lock-in is Sacco for the bonus two points. Okay. Hey, hey, Mike, is it the uh, the Shiva? Oh, God. It is. The Shiva. Shiva Kamini yeah. Somakandakram. That's her name. Yeah. So the Shiva and... Uh, the Sacco is Sacco. also correct. Okay. Yeah. 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 Shiva Kamini Somakandakram. Yeah. Okay. We're in with Shiva and Sacco. Met Neil. Right. Isn't it a god, Shiva? <laughs> yeah. Could so be. It's a god. Yeah. So, we, yeah, okay. I, yeah. All right. The answer is the Shiva and the Sacco. Question five. We have another listener submitted question Ooh. from my brother-in-law, Chris. Nice. All right. A running theme in South Park is Kenny's death. Within five, how many times has Kenny died in the South Park TV show? It's been on almost 30 years, man. Well, 20 years. 20 years. 20, 20 this year? 20 last year? They just they just passed 20. I could I could. Yeah, I think I was around 10 when I was when that show started so mm-hmm. so Mike uh, why don't you just ballpark a number and we can lock in when? uh okay yeah I'm I'm just gonna write down something okay fair enough um so they stopped doing it they gave up on that shtick so it wasn't once an episode I mean there may have been episodes where they did it more than once so or? it wouldn't be like nine what you said season 10 they stopped i somewhere in like the middle i can't remember exactly where i mean i'm not a huge south park fan i've seen the like f- the first couple seasons when i was younger but so you think i never taking, really kept up on it taking nine seasons times 24 is too much you, i mean you might be there i don't i that might still be too high like i said i know they gave up on that shtick quite a while ago so okay we're gonna go 201 201 is what they guess <laughs> And uh, Mike, what was our guess? Well, I kind of did similar logic, except I don't think South Park does a full like 22, 24. I think they only do like half seasons of 13. So I just did 10 times 10 and came up with 100. Okay, 100. Oh, all right. So the answer is 97. So you guys were within five. Wow. Oh, good guess. Yeah. 201 that's yeah. that's kind of high <laughs> yeah, yeah. i didn't think they did 24 either but i don't know i don't let, watch let it. me just say yeah. too as a guy whose name is ken i really appreciate the who killed kenny or they killed kenny or whatever the hell it is that i've heard <laughs> a thousand times in my life really love that question six in season seven of the walking dead we meet king ezekiel who resides as king over the kingdom what animal does ezekiel keep with him I don't watch the show, but I've seen all. Yeah, we're the pro- good. I've we're seen in. all the promos. If I was a post-apocalyptic warlord, what kind of animal would I have? That's a fair on my side? Mike, do you know? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Because I read the comics, and it was uh, a direct. Uh, they they took that direct from the comics. So yeah, it's I know. All right, go ahead. It's just a tiger. Tiger, uh, whose name is Shiva, by the way. Huh. Uh, we also went tiger. All right. Correct answer is tiger. Did he just abscond with it from the zoo or something? Where did he get a yes, tiger? Yes, yes. He was a zookeeper before the... Uh, <laughs> That's great. I was like, he's happened. definitely going to know the reason. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. That's so good. All, right. all the zookeepers I know would make pretty <laughs> warlords, you got to say. <laughs> he's very, like, non-menacing, too. Even with the tiger, I'm like, he doesn't look very scary. Even, even with this big tiger next to him. Okay. But hey, 
you know, zombies do crazy things to a man. <laughs> Question seven. In the episode, The Middle Earth Paradigm of the Big Bang Theory, the guys are all invited to Penny's Halloween party, but they all put on the same costume. Which costume do they all choose? We're locked on. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, I don't watch this show. Um, That's probably okay. Can I can I reason it and say maybe it was all Frodo's? No, it's... Uh, what no. is it, Mike? Uh, it is the Flash. They're all the Flash? Yes. Despite the, the Middle Earth uh, reference? Yeah, because I remember they make the the joke of they could all like walk one after the other. They make it look like that they're the same character, like okay. in the comics, you know, like 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 in Blur fashion. Sure. All right, the Flash. We also went with Barry Allen. Barry Allen, the Flash. <laughs> that is correct, the Flash. But was it Barry Allen's Flash? That's the question. It was. No, it, it was because it was that costume. Okay. It's interesting that you mentioned Frodo, though, because that's what um, Leonard goes to. That's what he ends up wearing mm-hmm. when he changes. Correct. Yeah, they um, they basically rock, paper, scissors to figure out who uh, who's going to change. Um, and then I think Raj ends up as Aquaman. Yeah. And well, I just remember Penny's uh, meathead boyfriend at the time was Superman, I believe. I, think, yeah. right? I don't know if that was that. She was Wonder Woman. Later, but... Maybe it was a different episode. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't know. She always has Halloween parties. All right. Uh, question eight is, which late night TV host aired a special live episode, the first ever for NBC after Trump's speech at the 2016 Republican convention? You said NBC? Correct. And then the chimes played. Okay. I think we're good on this, right, Mike? Uh, yeah. Okay. It's either Jimmy Fallon or Seth Meyers. Um, so our argument here is, is it the marquee guy, your Tonight Show, Jimmy Fallon? Which, or the or the one that makes a lot more sense because he's a lot more political. Right, and Seth Meyers, and he doesn't have much as much to lose because he's on later. Um, what I'm trying to think, the convention would be ending. I, I mean, I'm trying to pull when this would have happened, and Jimmy Fallon makes sense. Like, if there was to be someone to do a live show yeah. for them, they'd probably go with him because he's a live performer. I'm good with that. And they're both are, but... Yeah, sure. All right. Uh, we're we're going to lock in with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, well, I actually went the opposite direction. Uh, I hope we're on the same page here because I went Seth Myers. All right. And the answer is Seth Myers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So either way, I mean, the political angle, that's all right. We're going down. It's fine. <laughs> Question nine. The series Westworld is mostly filmed in California, but the pilot episode was also filmed in Castle Valley, which is in what state? Yeah. Oh, good. We agree. We're in. Uh, I'm not aware of this, Mike. I, see, like I don't bad, know right? any of the technical aspects behind the show. Just based on the look of it. Nevada, maybe? I think it's Utah. Utah. I'm thinking Utah. Okay. I'm fine with that. We'll go Utah. Okay. Uh, we also went with Utah. The answer is Utah. All right. Oh, jeez. <laughs> you guys can't seem to catch a break. No, we can't. That's all right. <laughs> all right. Let's let's. I'm, I'm, I'm doing better than I thought I would, but Mike is helping quite a lot. Yeah. I mean, looking at your scorecard, there's just a lot of tens. Question 10. 
Who is the only actor to have a role in all eight episodes of Star Wars movies, as well as the animated series Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels? Yeah, they, they were given credit. They don't have to appear in the film. You know about this. I know. I'm just saying it. I don't, I don't remember him doing a voice or anything. You're thinking it's Hamill? I, I mean, I, th- I could see Hamill getting credit in all of them, despite the fact that he's not in all of them. But if we're looking at characters that are in all of the movies, I could also see, um, do you know who voices Yoda? Frank Oz. Frank Oz. But he's not, he came in in Empire. He's not in the original Oh yeah. New Hope. Fair enough. The only character who's in all of them that I can think of, and I don't know the prequels that well, is C-3PO. Right. R2-D2 wouldn't have any speaking roles. So No. So, I mean, I know he's in all of them. I don't think Chewbacca is, so I'm, I'm thinking of the main core. <laughs> right. Um, so out of those, I think C-3PO would at least be the one who's in all of them. Yeah. Which is... Um, That's Anthony Daniels, Anthony right? Daniels, right. But I, I I can't confirm that, so... I have no idea. I mean, I, I'm fine with your logic, because all the other characters I can think of weren't in the prequels as well, but... I'm only leaning that way, because I just I think he's in all of them. Fair enough. Uh, you just want to do that? Yep, yeah, we're good. All right, we're locked up. Okay, so um, yeah, I was I was leaning towards Frank Oz and in all the movies, but not the Clone Wars TV shows or anything. It's it's it's, it's Anthony Daniels. All right, so after some discussion, we are locking in with Anthony Daniels. We also went Anthony Daniels, and the correct answer is Anthony Daniels. As soon as, as soon as Mike said it, I was like, oh, I think we we're on the right track. <laughs> Okay, so at the end of regulation, uh, the gentlemen sitting to my right have 157 over at Team Triviality, and we have 227. So let's enter the final round and find out what the categories are. All right, categories for the final round are CSI, Math, Orange is the New Black, The Last Man on Earth, and Original Series. Everybody's locked in with their wagers? We are. Yes, the wagers are in. Awesome. Okay. Um, question one in the category of CSI. Lawrence Fishburne, who played, who starred as Ray Langston on CSI Crime Scene Investigation, also starred as Tyrone Miller in what 1979 American epic war film directed, produced, and co-written by Francis Ford Coppola? Question two is in the category of math. Take the number of seasons of Lost multiplied by the number of seasons of Futurama and subtract the number of George Bluth Sr.'s biological children. Okay, question three. Mm-hmm. Orange is the new black. What is the name of Piper's ex-girlfriend who was responsible responsible for Piper's incarceration when she had her smuggled drug money 10 years before her sentencing. Okay. All right. Question four. Category last man on earth. Almost a year after a deadly virus sweeps earth, Phil Miller is seemingly the only human survivor in late 2020 in what U.S. city? Okay. Uh, Question five original series on what channel would you find the following original series outlander american gods power and howard's end hey there i'm dylan lewis one of the hosts of motley fool money each weekday on motley fool money we talk through the business news you need to know and the stories moving stocks on wall street 
On weekends, we dive into the industry shaping tomorrow and host the experts, authors, and executives that understand them. Tune in for insights, a long-term perspective on investing, and of course, stock ideas, plenty of them. To quote a listener, it pays to listen. Check us out and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. You can spend less time staying in the know about all things gaming and get more time to actually play the games you love with the IGN Daily Update Podcast. All you need is a few minutes to hear the latest from IGN on the world of video games, movies, and television with news, previews, and reviews. You'll hear everything from Comic-Con coverage to the huge Diablo 4 launch. So listen and subscribe to the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. That's the IGN Daily Update wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. So these guys are going to step away and discuss and uh, so will we sounds good all right so let's get down to this math so do you know how many seasons of lost there are six six season lost futurama if you recall had four original and they did four then... four movies um so we don't want to count those four movies which i believe are count as seasons when you pull it up on netflix what well, no um well it it actually had four seasons and then was canceled and then came back for three more seasons. Fox picked it back up and then dropped it again and then Netflix picked it up. No, no, it wasn't Netflix. It was um, uh, oh, Comedy Cartoon Central. Network. Comedy yeah, Central. Exactly. So, but I mean, it was it was seven altogether. I think is what they count as actual television episodes airing in a season and not movies i think it's more than that uh, um i am i am certain that it's only seven okay i'll i'll go with you so six times seven minus george bluth's um biological children so portia uh, de rossi's character is not she, is not yes. biological she ended up being right, and then Buster. Buster is Oscar's kid. Oscar's kid, so it's two, right? All right, sounds good. Question was Lawrence Fishburne, who starred as Ray Langston on CSI Crime Scene Investigation, also starred as Tyrone Miller in what 1979 American epic war film directed, produced, and co-written by Francis Ford Coppola? Okay, Randy and the Travises wagered 20, and we went with Apocalypse Now. Uh, we wagered 30. When you said Lawrence Fishburne, I thought you were going to go in the Death Wish series when he dies with a boombox, but uh, you didn't. You went with Apocalypse Now. The answer is Apocalypse Now. All right. Good start. Um, question two. Potentially contentious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Take the number of seasons of Lost multiplied by the number of seasons of Futurama and subtract the number of George Bluth Sr.'s biological children. All right, I'll, I'll go ahead and start this one. So Mike uh, said there are six seasons of Lost. We had a little um, discussion on how many seasons of Futurama there were, um, and uh, we, we kind of disagreed, but we went with seven ultimately for Futurama seasons minus George Bluth's seniors biological children so that discounts um lindsey and buster so that makes two. Ooh. okay uh we agree six seasons so, of lost uh, 40 <laughs> is the answer <laughs> I, was, I was getting there i knew what the math was um 
I agree. Six seasons of Lost. Um, I think this this one's really giving me trouble. So um, there's explain four, how you did outside. Yeah. So there's there's four seasons of Futurama in the original series, but um, Netflix and IMDb both count them wrong. I think, and they count five in the original count. Um, they count all four movies on hiatus as one season, and there were four seasons when they came back. So um, most places counted as ten seasons. Um, five in the original run, run for the movies, and then four after they came back. And I knew Lindsay wasn't a biological child, but I forgot that Buster wasn't fathered by uh, George Sr. So uh, we said minus three. So we said 57. Okay. So you guys are right. Six seasons of Lost. Um, I went on Wikipedia for Futurama and I saw seven seasons. And Boom. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and I'm, then... I'm, I'm going to... Uh... What's the eat crow? I'm eating crow over here. <laughs> and biological children, it was two, so the answer is forty. Wow! All right, good job. That's big. We just yeah, just lost all our points. That's no, why no. Mike no. pulled through on that one. I was so, I was positive there was more seasons than that. When you guys I started talking a, about it, I got a little nervous. I thought but. there was a fourth one when they came back, but they must have only done three. All right. This crow is delicious. <laughs> Uh, question three was in Orange is the New Black. What is the name of Piper's ex-girlfriend who was responsible for Piper's incarceration when she had her smuggle drug money 10 years before her sentencing? So uh, we wagered 10 on this one, and we're going with Hot Donna. No, uh, Alex. Okay, uh, we wagered zero, um, and uh, we just went with uh, Laura Prepon. <laughs> the correct answer is Alex. Uh, question four, the last man on earth. Almost a year after a deadly virus sweeps earth, Phil Miller is seemingly the only human survivor in late 2020 in what U.S. city? All right. We wagered 30 on this one. And Mike, did you want to give the answer since you came yeah, up with it? Um, yeah. I, uh, um, they, they, they've been all over the place. They uh, ended up in San Francisco, I believe, Malibu. Um, currently, at the end of the last season, they were in... They wanted to Neo, Mexico, but they started out in Tucson, Arizona. We uh, wagered zero, and uh, we didn't know, so we, we wrote L.A. and Austin, Texas, so we just went with L.A. just to keep it simple. All right. The answer is Tucson, Arizona. All right. I think we might be uncatchable here. <laughs> okay. Last question. Uh, in original series... On what channel would you find the following original series? Outlander, American Gods, Power, and Howard's End. Uh, we wagered 20, and we agreed it was stars. Yeah, so we, we originally, uh, Jeff had said AMC, and then we kind of uh, took that out. Uh, we wagered 30, by the way. And then uh, we said it could be FX because it's a little darker. Uh, and then before we, we locked in, I remembered uh, American Gods is pretty dirty and pretty dark, uh, only that a cable show could show. So uh, I remember the promo for Power on Stars. We went with Stars. The correct answer is Stars. Outlander. Also home of uh, Ash versus Evil Dead, which oh, yeah. just had its uh, third and final season, just, just aired. I'm sad. Yeah, he's great, Bruce Campbell. Oh my, yeah, man, we got. And actually, um, Evil Dead Two was filmed close to where I live, down um, right down the road in uh, Anson County, back when I was in high school. 
so that was like my first kind of like onset movie experience because uh, my friend uh, parents owned a catering business. So they were going out to because uh, they had basically taken the old Anson County High School and turned it into a uh, movie set, a studio set. And so they were catering to the cast and crew. So Andy, my buddy from high school, asked if I wanted to go just watch him film one day. And that was like hugely impactful. I got to meet Sam Raimi and um, and Bruce Campbell and uh, Ted, Ted Raimi, Raimi too. Then, yeah. Yes, yes, Ted Raimi. <laughs> yes, he he was actually in the Aunt Henrietta suit uh, the day that I was out there uh, filming. So yeah, it was it was pretty cool. That's pretty fun. That's awesome. Groovy. All right. So at the end of the game, it looks like. Uh, Team Triviality literally got murdered with police code 187. And uh, it looks like uh, we ended up with 327 well, as the... I think that might be the highest score ever. <laughs> cream of the crop. <laughs> I am the cream. Wow, great great job. Um, uh, but the biggest kudos uh, to Sarah for those questions. Those were awesome. Thank you. Just wish, wish Jessica could have been questions. here. I know. I wish she was here too. And, and Mike for carrying Ken's team. Yeah. Oh, come on. I, I, did, I did pretty good. He, I mean, all right. I didn't really know anything he didn't know, and he knew some stuff that I didn't know, but I didn't do terribly. Well, we, we, we're looking at the monitor. You guys can't see it at home, but uh, Mike has a bunch of hot packs on his shoulders because they're uh, tired from carrying Ken. So. <laughs> a couple times I was like, can he like see this or something? Can you see my answers? Nope. Just on it. That's on just, fire. That's just Mike. That's his specialty. On fire. All right. Well, I want to thank everybody for uh, being on the show course sarah for providing the questions and mike for skyping in and helping me out today uh we have jeff and neil in the studio and maybe a secret guest who will go unnamed but they're that their bodies are in the studio yeah. <laughs> they're no longer here uh should we any uh or one one more time uh, Jessica and sarah <laughs> Holy <laughs> my outro <laughs> that, was, that look on your face was just like really i love really, it wait bro? what did you say i didn't even hear <laughs> he said that we're here we got murdered oh we're not here anymore oh yeah we're not um, but just Jessica and Sarah weddings for uh, Instagram, right? And Facebook. Yep. Thanks, can't, man. Can't forget the shout out to the Sinister Six either. So, uh, well, yeah. Uh, oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, to my teammates, uh, Jeffrey Seguritan, uh, Dan Lamberg. Uh, I'm sorry, Dan Lundberg. I, I said his name wrong one time before and he never let me live it down. Um, <laughs> so I just gave him another opportunity to rag me. And of course, uh, we got. Wesley Wells and Scott Barber. I guess we need to get them on so so, so we can get all six on on uh, triviality at some point. We are yeah. working on it. And Phil Sanford. We don't want to get Phil. He's running around right now, oh, yeah. though. Phil, yeah, he's <laughs> he's he's somewhere running right now, guaranteed. All right. Well, thank you to both of our guests for being on the show, Sarah and Mike. Uh, for my co-hosts in the studio, Jeff and Neil. I am Ken, and that was triviality. Yes, I'm afraid the brainless drones who run the delivery network canceled our license. (laughs) Yes, I see. Good news, everyone. Those asinine morons who canceled us were themselves fired for incompetence. (laughs) 